Welcome everyone to a brand new episode of Ian's Untitled Scene Show. My name is Ian. I am very excited because tonight I feature a band that hasn't been around for a while, but they just came back with brand new music. So please welcome Andy and Manny of the band Forward. Guys, how are you doing tonight? We'll start with Manny and then we'll go to Andy. Doing great, man. Living the life, making music. There we go. I like it. Andy, how about you? Oh, man. You know, uh, just trying to survive every day at a time. <laughs> now, is it is it that bad that it has to be survival all the time? I mean, look, if we were if we were just if we were just doing what we wanted and weren't didn't have other lives with real jobs, you know, ah. I think it would we, we would be flying high. But, you know, there's this facts of life. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, I I completely get that, too. The amount of times I wish I could just stay home, prep for an interview and just talk all day like that would be the life. I, I completely agree. Life is band. Band is life. Isn't that right, Manny? Yes, sir. That's the motto. <laughs> there you go. Well, let's I mean, I think we should get into it right away. So you guys just returned. I mean, I think I talked about this a little while ago. I want to say, what was it about a month ago that you guys released your latest single? It's called uh, Glass Castles, correct? Yeah, I think it's we're about three and a half weeks into to that release. Okay, yeah. Now, we talked about that on social media. I've been a fan of that. I actually, I told you guys off air, after hearing that, I went back and I was like, oh shit, this is the band that I know. So then I went back and listened to the other two singles that you guys have put out this year as well in 2023. But there is a very large hiatus between when you put out prologues and preambles in 2016 to obviously now in 2023. I think right now, can you talk about what went into either deciding not to make music, walking away, an amicable hiatus? Like, what did it end up becoming? You know, if, 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 if you know, Manny and I can be honest, uh, it wasn't necessarily an amicable hiatus at first. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think honestly, we, man, we, we burnt uh, both ends really quickly when we came out with prologues and preambles. And, uh, you know, we felt like we were doing really well and we were ready to like move forward and do a lot of other big things. Yeah. Um, but, you know, just, Things got messy, and I think we were just not necessarily mature enough to be able to handle, you know, the the actual work that it goes into, you know, uh, being in a band. Okay. And, you know, I went off to college for a couple of years, uh, you know, and, you know, the guys did other things. But eventually we kind of all just, you know, couldn't help the itch <laughs> that, you know, we really want to do this. And we've all been friends for years. Nice. Um and so at the end of the day, you know, I think we all kind of, while maybe not an amicable hiatus that's at the beginning, it was definitely an amicable ending because, um, uh, you know, Manny, you can vouch for this. You know, I think we're a lot closer than we've ever been as friends and as bandmates nice. ever since we started working on these songs again. And, uh, you know, I, I think we're all really pumped to, like, you know, see it through to as far as we can take it now beyond uh you know everything that happened prior manny what are your thoughts uh yeah i kind of agree with that like we kind of came out really hot mm -hmm. so we were like we, we were drawing numbers on our local shows and so you know we were playing a show like every month and then you know when you when you play shows so often you kind of burn out 
yourselves and kind of your your local fan base as well. Ah. So like the numbers were going down a little bit, which were uh like pr- probably affected morale as well. And uh like Andy said, we were just like younger and we expected something different. Ah. And didn't realize how much work it actually took to to break past that that barrier. Gotcha. So then did it end up being something to do with like were you expecting labels to be flocking in? Was, you know, was there some issue with social media? Like, obviously, you know, maybe it's a maturity issue where, yeah, you're thinking, oh, man, we put out this awesome EP. We're getting people to come out to shows. Why aren't we, quote unquote, bigger at that time? Was was it more like that where you guys just could not get your heads wrapped around that idea? I wouldn't I wouldn't say that as much as it was it was just egos within the band and okay. and just different issues with each other that were brewing. I mean, I'll I will be the most honest person right now. Oh good. Okay. And my <laughs> reputation in 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 our music scene will attest to this. I was an absolute autocrat when we first <laughs> were in a band, okay? <laughs> I'm the typical vocalist, you know, absolutely, you know, trying to run the show trying to you know just like you know it's my way or the highway and i will be totally honest i made it miserable for everybody oh, okay. <laughs> so and, and manny manny feel free to let loose i know like you know there's there's no shame uh because at this point you know uh at least we've all you know grown enough to where it's like look i can own that and you know if we want to be in a band, it's obviously got to be something we enjoy. It can't be something that's, you know, we we loathe. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. It's not absolutely. like karate practice and not wanting to go to go to karate practice because your mom's making you go. <laughs> I like that analogy a lot. So, Manny, on your end, what would you say, you know, was there something, maybe the best way to put it is what Andy was saying. Was that something that really affected you or was it some other reason for you that you felt that the band should move on to something else? I would say, uh, shoot. (laughs) So like you were saying, like the autocrat thing, like it felt like, like the votes weren't fair. Like when we made decisions and we were kind of like having factions within the band where like, we would say, okay, like I have two votes because I've aligned with this person. So we're going to move forward with this part of the song. Like if we're writing music, we're like, we're not doing what's best for the song. We're doing like what we want. And so like before it felt like we were doing what, what other people thought we were supposed to be doing. Okay. And like now like the songwriting process at least like everyone like gets a say and um we're i think we're writing music now that we all collectively want to do ah okay i can see that how that would get in the way of things so andy and manny when you have the i don't even know if you say original members because a lot of times when you go on hiatus like this you end up replacing band members but did you guys end up replacing anybody so uh, it, it's funny, uh, when we first came out with Prologues and Preambles, we had one guitarist, uh, Jacob, who we, we only played one show with. And, you know, he was, he was a great guy and we loved writing with him. But, you know, once we started doing the live stuff, the chemistry really wasn't there. So from the beginning, um, we were already down one guitarist. Ah. Um, 
And then uh, we we do have a, a new drummer from the previous um, uh, EP, and we have thus since also replaced our guitarist with uh, a gentleman named Marco, yes, who uh, was in a previous band with Manny as well. Oh, okay. You brought in some new blood. Now everything's more congenial when it comes to, or complementary maybe, when it comes to the writing process. Would you say that? Oh, definitely. Yeah. That's great. Well, I mean, when I listen to the EP, when I listen to prologues and preambles, and then I listen to the three new singles, I hear a lot of foreword in it, but then you've made specific tweaks. And I would say maybe it's the right word in this case, you've matured. So maybe it's maturing in your technical abilities and the way you structure songs, and then also the way you deal with being a band in general. Yeah, I mean, I would def. I tell people this all the time. You know, the hardest thing about being in a band is being in a band. You know, it's it's like having five girlfriends. Uh, and and our, our 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 writing philosophy right now is ultimately everyone has to be happy with every part. If we ever get into one thing where four members want something but one doesn't, it's not fair enough for them to be overvoted because you know there okay. was a majority vote. Everyone like has to be happy. Situation. Yeah. If there's one juror that that's out, then we can't move forward with it. So right. we have to do something everyone wants to do. Interesting. Well, since you've made these last three singles, and maybe you know we'll get into possible new music in the future a little bit later on, I'm sure. But right now, with the three singles that you have out, were there those times that you guys got into that where it was four against one, and you found <laughs> you know you found a way to, I'm guessing yes. I'm guessing yes. Uh, on, on Sandman. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So when we write songs, like we have like a structure of it and then like we get a little more details and then there ends up being like six or seven like different versions before we actually even take it to the studio to record. Okay. So we like do all the pre-production like at my house and we get it as far as we can before we can go to the studio. And uh, we thought we were done with Sandman. And uh, I thought it was perfect. I was like, all right, awesome. This is sick. And then Andy's like, what if we, at the end, do the last breakdown, but slower? Ah, sure. And I was like, that sounds stupid. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's going to fit. It's going to be ridiculous. <laughs> and so we tried it in pre-production and... I still don't think I like yeah, it. Yeah, you, you thought it still sounded stupid. I was like, trust me, man. Right. It'll work. People are going to love it. <laughs> <laughs> it. It wasn't until we actually took it to the real studio that I I heard it. And I was like, wow, this is stupid in a good way. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. That's a, good that's way a great to way to put it. it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's awesome that you guys are able to learn from the quote-unquote mistakes of the past, right? So to be able to mature and learn from those, you know, those issues from back then and be able to change things now and specifically have those times. So it seems like if someone has a suggestion, you guys are basically going to be willing to try it out to see if it's worth it before moving on. Would that be correct? Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll let, we'll, we'll, look, we'll listen to everything. We'll listen to everything for sure. Yeah. It's it's we just won't force anything on anybody for sure. 
Right. I think is is the whole thing is we definitely, you know, I think every songwriter has this in them where, you know, if they're in a collaborative space and they're put into a position where they have to perform something that they didn't put their heart into, you know, you're not even going to want to push it. You know, you're not going to want to sell it. You're not going to want to be a part of it kind so, of thing. Right. And it makes it harder to, to be a cohesive unit. And I think that's the one thing we have going for us is we're a cohesive group. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the, the way to go, especially now when you talk about the troubles that you had before to be a cohesive group and especially the type of music that's coming out, because that's another thing, too. I want to obviously I've, I've told you guys I'm a fan of the music and I haven't spoken as highly as I should have probably of how great these last three singles have been. You guys do one of my favorite styles of scene music, which is having that metalcore and deathcore all kind of put together. And there are bands that do it, but there are some bands that don't do it very well. And you guys are not one of those bands. So, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, I really appreciate all the dynamic shifts that you guys do, not only technically with the type of you know instrumentation you're using, but also with the singing and screaming, deathcore wails with the really low growls. Like It just works very, very well. But it also seems like, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, but it seems like that would be a lot more difficult when you're structuring a song to be able to use all those different styles in a cohesive way that sounds right. So how do you guys get together and talk over, okay, you know, this is where the singing part will come in, but then I think this kind of growl or scream would work best here, but then I need to transition to this. How does that work? Uh... I'll take it, Manny. It's all good, baby. <laughs> in, in all honesty, you know, the every like I do vocals, right? They're the real songwriters. <laughs> but but in, in all fairness, the way in which it typically goes down is um, somebody will at least come up with like a general, I guess, mood of what they're trying to go for. And a lot of times it's me because I do the vocals, right? So I'm writing lyrics and stuff. And so I have a general idea of the message and like how I want to say it and stuff like that. So I'll, you know, me or another band member who already has an idea will come up with just either just a general idea or just a riff or a lyric or or just something. And from there, we'll, we'll be like, okay, like, you know, like what's the general like mood or like what are we trying to convey? And and then we're like, okay, let's figure out where we're dramatic and where we're not dramatic. Because for us, you know, oh. drama is really important for us. We like we like big drops. We love the soft breaks. We we want you to feel like you actually just want to like tear your own fucking hair out. Right. But then you want to just go cry in a shower <laughs> for like three minutes. You know. <laughs> I mean, I tell people this all the time. I, I love music that makes you want to kill someone else or myself. You know. So. Sure. And and we all we all love that. And a a lot of our influences, you know, like have the same fit. You know, it's not just even within like the whole structure itself. It's within individualistic parts. You know, we love pockets. We love being able to show hits. And Mm -hmm. and, you know, at least, you know, for me, like when you had mentioned like the low growls and the more death Corey screams, you know, a lot of that. For me, is I love you know just the technical capacity of people like you know Will Ramos, ah, sure. uh, and and you know like you know other bands like Fit for a King, Whitechapel. Yeah, um, I really love their dynamicism that they've always been able to bring. Um, but I I I want it to be able to fit and you know 
a, a song that for me, you know, you can understand what I'm saying more, and but I still have that same hit, that same d- dynamicism, and and more of like, you know, it complements the soft and the heavy and right. the things like that. So that those are kind of all the approaches we we kind of you know uh, try to seek out when we we write a song. It but, can definitely it, be challenging, you know, yeah. it like mixing really hard or slow breakdowns with and then figuring out how to transition to a chorus or right. even decide if we're going to do a like a traditional chorus, whether it's going to be like a yelling chorus or like a actual singing chorus. It The contrast could like, especially in the pre-pro, it, it'll sound weird and janky. Ah, but okay. it, like in the final product, like the transitions really work. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah. Since I'm, I, you know, I'm coming from the outsider perspective, I only hear you know, what you end up with. And yeah, all that stuff works. But that's what I mean is I think it's almost like a puzzle that you have to you have to structure and put together. Now, I mean, tell me tell me this for sure, Andy and Manny. You know, you've got Chris who's doing the singing parts. Is he also working with you on all of the, you know, the structure and the writing? Or are you also doing that and then he's filling in with the guitar parts? How does that work? Everybody, yeah. So I would say everybody writes each other's parts. In all honesty, okay. Yeah, I mean, there's times in which you know Chris has written screaming parts for me. I've written singing parts for Chris. He'll write his own singing parts. Chris writes a lot of the rhythm guitar, actually, actually a significant amount of the rhythm guitar. And Marco absolutely just shreds constantly, you know. And Marco's constantly taking things that Chris writes and juicing it up, you know, like you know, adding some like flavor to to it. Okay, you know, even our new drummer, you know, he writes like guitar bass parts manny's written guitar parts shoot i don't play an instrument i wrote a synth part once (laughs) (laughs) yeah wait which song was that where you had i don't know if we should tell them it's (laughs) death castles it is i wrote the synth the 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 uh interlude on oh there you go okay i was like just let me just let me go for it yeah No, thankfully Manny taught me taught me a chord. So oh, that's very good job, Manny. That's good. But I think also let me ask this too, and I I didn't get a chance to ask this off air. But Manny is I you were in or are still in another band called Lucid City, right? Right. Yeah. Is it still a band going right now? Uh, we're basically taking a break. We're we have unreleased songs. But uh, there's been some things going on with the other members, and I've honestly have taken a lot more interest in uh, contributing to Ford. Yeah. yeah so. Okay. Yeah. The book's still open. It's not like closed all the way, but okay. right now I'm not really focusing on it. Oh, yeah. No, that, that totally makes sense. But with Lucid City, obviously not similar in many ways to forward, but in the same vein, you know, still like, you know, rock slash metal, you know, however you want to say it, but you are the vocalist for that band, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So going from, you know, forward to lucid city and then kind of back to forward, you know, do you feel like a vocalist in the band or like, I guess how, how do you adjust to not doing vocals in forward? Um, for me, 
it the most important part is like contributing towards writing the songs and making the best songs that we can yeah and uh i am a vocalist but i i could play drums i play guitar piano oh very cool bass and um i think my best role in the band would to be the bassist because i think a lot of like metalcore bands will write bass parts that's just like the guitar but lower yes absolutely and i really try to focus on the dynamics in the bass parts and i, I just felt like it was a good fit for me yeah to step down be the bass and like just focus on like writing the music okay all right I, look i will say for sure I think you do hear a lot more dynamics in the bass uh, forward than a lot of, I mean, I, I don't know how many live shows you go to in the scene just to check people out, but a lot of times the bass track is a track. It's not an actual person yeah. in, a, in a lot of bands, unfortunately, <laughs> but when the bass is detuned, you know, or if it's just lower, then a lot of times, why do you need that? But if you're actually putting work into it and making something dynamic for the band, then that makes complete sense. Yeah, I've had a lot of fun with it. I also just want to say, you know, Manny, you know, does the most important role in the band, without a doubt, which is simply his songwriting, right? Oh, he has played the most pivotal role with with regards to songwriting. He's the one we always sit down at the computer with when we work. Like he said, he plays every instrument. Yeah, you know, if anything, him being a bassist is a formality, right? (laughs) In reality, he he does everything, right? Uh, We we couldn't. He's let's put it this way. If everyone has their individual roles, Manny is the polyglot that glues everything together. You know, gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> I like that too. You are full of one liners tonight. I gotta say, I just, yeah. I just met it's you, but kind of my MO. <laughs> yeah, there are gonna be a lot of quotes that come out of this episode. <laughs> That's for sure. I like it. <laughs> I get paid to talk for a living, but we don't need to go into that. <laughs> oh, okay. I gotcha. We'll, we'll talk off air then. That, that's All right, sure. I'll tell you yeah. off air what I do. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Well, I'll tell you what I do, and it's very boring, so don't worry about that. But so have have you guys thought about though utilizing Manny's vocals though as well? You could have legitimately like four or five different styles now of singing and screaming all together. So so on that note, actually, uh, you know, when we prepare for live shows, it's kind of how it is already. Oh, okay. um, Manny, Manny does do backing singing. Uh, he, he'll, he'll compensate for parts where maybe Chris, you know, uh, could do a rest and Manny could, you know, hold it down. Sometimes he just backs him. Sure. Uh, Chris will scream for me either as a backing or as to like fill gaps when like I have really tight things as sure. well. Mm-hmm. Um, even, even Marco, even Marco does backing singing, oh, okay. uh, for some of the interludes just, just to like, give it like this big, you know, or, uh, you know, that orchestra. Yeah, yeah, right. epic feel. Yeah. yeah, I think on the on the recording side, um, we definitely talked about you know maybe making it to where we don't we don't oversaturate you know some vocal parts to where the distinction isn't there. Okay. But we've also we've also talked about recently putting Manny on, uh, or singing on the most recent track we're gonna track, uh, to finish the album. Ah. So, okay. uh, you know, I, I mean. Yeah, he definitely some. Yeah, he's definitely someone we we want to utilize in that yeah, regard for sure. Well, Manny, how do you feel? Because you said you kind of like taking a little step back. Is that something you look forward to, though? Um. Well, I could definitely see myself doing some vocals. 
but um like coming back into the band and like hearing when I first heard like new forward when they asked me to come back and I heard Chris's vocals on it I was yeah. like dude we're good his voice is perfect for this style gotcha yeah and like so I was like you know he sh- he should be the one that does like the clean singing and you know I'm cool with doing background singing in the yeah. like chants and stuff like that but yeah I think his voice is better suited than than my w- were to be oh, in okay. like a metalcore band I got gotcha. you I got gotcha. you well on the topic of doing live shows I'm not actually sure on this I I looked to see if I if I had it right or not but have you guys played live shows since having the new tracks out no we have not <laughs> that's okay all right I want to make sure I wasn't incorrect on that so then you know, you don't obviously you can tease it. You don't have to say anything exact. But do you guys plan on doing something maybe before the end of the year? Maybe something next year? Uh, you know, I I would say we definitely are open to playing shows. Um, we are trying to prioritize currently. You know, building our audience as much as we can to where right. when we do play a show, it's it's worth it for the promoter and us to to do it and like partner on something but um i will say we definitely want to and i know we definitely want to start doing stuff next year over the summer whether it's something long term or um just a few appearances but it's i mean i know we all go to karaoke every weekend almost oh really to uh yeah, we're big karaoke ears. We we have an itch it needs to be scratched. Gotcha. And it's not it's not the HPV kind. <laughs> <laughs> Well, lucky you. Lucky you. <laughs> well, let me let me ask on that. I got lucky now for I, some of us in the band, some, at least for some. Yeah, <laughs> maybe thirty percent or so. I got you. I got you. Well, let me let me ask since you're both here. What is your go-to karaoke song? There's got to be at least one. Uh, I love uh, I love doing the kill by Thirty Seconds ah, to Mars. Okay. Ah, uh, classic. It, it yeah. had. It's a song that most people know, and it has a screaming part in it. Yes, it does. Right. So it, it's just a really fun song to do. So I have two answers to this one. Okay. Uh, I have one that I, I like. Uh, I do one where I throw people off, and I do one where I show what I do. Okay. So I like to do uh, uh, Sweet Dreams, but the Marilyn Manson version, because oh, I can scream yeah. some of the parts. Absolutely. And... Yeah. Uh, it, it like I can start slow, and then in the karaoke bar where there's a bunch, you know, old white people, I can just start <laughs> screaming, and they're like, "What the fuck just happened?" But the song I actually like doing at first, because people typically assume I'm gonna do something heavy, is uh uh oh gosh darn it, the Marty Robbins song, Manny, what is it? El Paso, El Paso by Marty Robbins. Out in the West Texas town of El Paso, I fell in love with a Mexican girl. Oh, holy shit. That's, <laughs> old. that's super old. That's oh, like... yeah. It's old. old. <laughs> uh, blame my dad. <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. You guys legitimately go every weekend pretty much? We used to when we lived in the same town. Ah. I live in D.C. right now. Oh, you're in D.C. You're not even in San Antonio. The rest of the guys like are back in San Antonio. Oh, okay. Yeah, now probably once a month. Okay, gotcha. Now, by the way, I just missed what you said. You actually just muted out for a second there, Andy. Do you mind just repeating what you said? Oh, I, uh, I, uh, so I actually, I hop between, uh, Washington, D.C., where I work, okay. and San Antonio, whereas ah. the rest of the guys live in San Antonio currently. Gotcha. Okay. Now, how, how long have you been doing that for? Ooh, I don't know. Four years, Manny. Oh, holy shit. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, COVID, I went back to San Antonio for a lot longer stretches, you know, because uh, I mean, I worked remote <laughs> during COVID oh, when I was going yes. to school. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Got he you. seems to always be in town, though. I swear. And it's like, <laughs> hey, I got to hang out with Andy because he's in town. And then my girlfriend's like, well, he was in town last weekend, too. <laughs> <laughs> i'm an enigma yeah that's a perfect excuse though you just keep getting uh, to use it over and over it's great chris works at a restaurant in town and okay. uh uh i love not telling him i'm showing up right and i'll just show up and i'll be at the bar at his restaurant <laughs> like what the fuck are you doing here like, oh, i just thought i'd just drop into san antonio for for a weekend <laughs> yeah well i'm assuming a uh, family in san antonio besides obviously the band yeah, well, we all grew up in San Antonio. Yeah. I'm from San Antonio originally, yeah. So I still have family there. So it's a good excuse to go down there because I know that they, the parents wouldn't be, uh, you know, super down with the excuse, hey, I'm flying to San Antonio to go hang out with the band that I've been in for, like, close to a decade. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, actually, you know what? I did want to talk about San Antonio because I, I recently moved to Austin. Uh, it was probably 17, 18 months ago or so. And... I actually lived in San Antonio a couple times because I was an Air Force brat. So I fell in love with San Antonio a long time ago. It's what made me want to come back to Texas in general. I ended up getting a job around Austin, so that's why I'm here. But I was completely blown away with the differences between Austin and San Antonio when it comes to the music scene. Everyone's telling you, oh, well, you got to go to Austin. Austin's got great music venues. There's so much music going on, all that kind of stuff. And it's, it is true. But not always for our style of music, for scene music, for metal music, all that kind of stuff. Now, I do go to a lot of shows, but nowhere close than if I was living in San Antonio. Because holy shit, you guys have every major scene band and local bands and smaller touring bands, medium size, all that kind of stuff going through San Antonio. How did that happen? The White Rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good answer, Manny. I'll, I'll take it from here. My boy's from San Francisco. Now, San Antonio is, man, we got so lucky growing up there, man. Yeah. I, I don't think we would be in the kind of band we'd be in. I don't think we'd be making the kind of music. There's something about that place. You know, yeah. it's it's some gravitational pull of metalheads. Yes. Like all of your all of my friends' parents listen to metal and listen to rock. You know, it's just there's something about that community that is welcoming and scary and yep. exciting and badass all at the same time. Very true. I mean, the the values I learned growing up in that scene, I I have taken beyond, you know, anything, you know, things like yep. loyalty, honor, respect. And I think those are all things that like in metal and rock, you kind of gravitate towards because, you know, a lot of us, I guess, are like outcasts. Yes, absolutely. we're like a city yeah. of outcasts, I guess, yeah. you know, and we have a lot of honor and loyalty in that in that sense. And and, you know, people in the scene, you know, especially these days and way back in the OG days, you know, they they really support each other. Right. And whereas I, you get a lot of other scenes and, you know, San Antonio wasn't always like this. It's had its ups and downs. But you get a lot of scenes where, you know, there's, there's so much ego and competition and, and like it's not a conducive environment. You don't want to be there around there. But because San Antonio is not that way, I feel like it attracts a lot of people. I mean, Chris, our guitarist, grew up in uh, Carissa Springs and okay. he 
just strive to be a part of that community because you know it you want to be a part of it i think yeah, that's right. why okay. we attract so many bands plus we typically get the bands fucked up really well too uh <laughs> after their sets because uh, we got all the goods down and down in the essay the 210 that's right uh, and it makes people want to come back because they know they're gonna get a good you know yeah. good buzz afterwards <laughs> Anytime I talk to a band that plays San Antonio, when the, when I go down and watch a show in San Antonio, because that's the thing, I'll make that drive for the right bands, for sure. You know, it's an hour and a half, whatever. You, you make the drive down, and you enjoy a completely different atmosphere. Austin's not bad, for sure. But it, there's something about seeing a show in San Antonio that just feels a lot different, for sure. It's family. It just feels like family. You know? like Really? You'll run into people you hadn't seen in, you know, four or five years and mm-hmm. will just treat you exactly the same the last time you saw them. Whereas I think Austin's great and it, and it has a lot of commercialability, but that's the problem is like just everything feels like strangers because everything's going yes. in and out, in and out. Yeah. Now, the nice part is I can say in Austin now, a lot of the places like Come and Take It Live and Empire, Valhalla, all those places, they do start to remember people. You keep on going. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, go ahead. I would say shout out to come and take it. Yes, I <laughs> love, love those guys. That's a place I can walk into. I give a nod and they give me my drink. Like they know me. They take care of everybody. They're a safe place. It's just a great place to see a show. So I, I completely agree. So I'm hoping things are changing a little bit, but I don't think they'll ever be like they are in San Antonio. So let me let me ask you guys, uh, both of you for San Antonio, what is your favorite venue to play and what's your favorite venue to go to? <laughs> it's hard it's can we go back in time i know what wait when did white rabbit close Ooh, 2014 because oh, i used 15. to hear i used to hear about that place so much and i never got a chance to go man it playing it heart. playing playing that venue as a 16 year old yeah right in front of 2000 people is That's the awesome. most insane experience like you can ever feel That's just awesome. like people throwing down and like this wild venue while you're just some high school kid <laughs> it's 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 indescribable i would definitely say vibes is probably the place right now okay. that like you know it's really popping off um yeah. i enjoy going but the Paper Tiger, which is the, oh, yeah, uh, sure. or that's where I would want to play. Actually, no, I'm going to scratch it. Paper Tiger, because okay. I want to relive my White Rabbit days, because that's what the White Rabbit is now, is the right. Paper Tiger. Right, absolutely. Uh, so that's my two two answers. Manny? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, pretty much the same thing. Shoot, I was playing White Rabbit when I was like 15, 16. Wow. And at the time, I was in like a pop punk band. And oh, really? I still I still felt like the energy, like there was mosh pits right. and stuff. And seeing people sing my lyrics was really cool. And I was really young. And I was like, this is what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Then I met Andy and we started making metal music. And <laughs> it's never been funner. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, I would say the same places, though. Okay. Vibes has, uh, I think, a bigger capacity for more yeah. people. Right, right, right. So uh, the potential for packing that place would be amazing. But uh, yeah, the Paper Tiger has great staff, great sound people, lights. Yeah. Playing at the Paper Tiger would be amazing as well. Very cool. Yeah, I I was just down at Vibes for the Devil Wears Prada and Fit for a King show. So I was doing live photography there. And it has one of the best 
photography setups. There's so much space in between the barricade and the stage yeah. where you don't have to worry about someone kicking your head in while you're trying to take a picture. Exactly. So I was a big fan. Like the audio was great. The lighting was great. Just the people like huge circle pits, people enjoying themselves all the way to the back. It just had, I mean, not, not to be cliche, but it was, it had good vibes. Like it really did. So <laughs> very, very easy on that pun there. But it just, it At really At least did. you haven't made a forward joke yet. No, I did not. You know what? <laughs> I don't even know what that crossed my mind. I just wanted. All right, moving forward. Yes. Yeah, so ah, you got me. I walked right into that. <laughs> I walked right into that one. Well, let me, let me ask you guys too, when it comes to going to see shows, now, obviously, Andy, you're in D.C. most of your time, you know, before you come back. Maybe you still get to go to some shows. But how frequent do you guys go to scratch that itch of actually seeing that San Antonio crowd at a metal show? Um, really, I would say like Marco and Chris and Richie go more often than me and Andy do. Okay. But uh, definitely we, we got big boy jobs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Work, it's expensive being in a band, so I'm working a lot. But yeah, definitely yeah. the ho- like the holiday shows are definitely shows you have to go to. Um, the Halloween show coming up. Oh yeah, those shows always go hard, and like right. everybody in the scenes there on those that and the Christmas shows, break the ice. Oh okay. So those are definitely shows that I would go to. But uh, Marco's always going there, and he even fills in sometimes. For other local bands, oh, okay. just to scratch that itch. Yeah, <laughs> he, he he's the, he's the he's the uh, the scenes go to guitar whore ah. to fill in for anybody as needed. <laughs> he's just too good of a guy. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> I'm sure he gets taken advantage of. That's that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's trying to steal him from us, but we won't let them. There you go. There, yeah, definitely don't, definitely don't, because the <laughs> cohesion you guys have is really working. That's for sure. Now let me ask you this. I, I want to go down this Christmas. I want to do the Upon a Burning Body show because I haven't seen them live in San Antonio yet. It's going to be wild. You nice. should yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a special experience to witness an Upon a Burning Body show. If there is a barricade show, there won't be by the time the show is ended because everyone will be on stage. Gotcha. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Andy. You cut out again. I don't know why that happens in little streaks. But I, I'm assuming you were saying that the barricade, if there is one, is going to be gone before the end of the show. Yeah, everyone yeah. will end up on stage. Everyone gotcha. will get a mic as well. <laughs> nice. Do you guys, when I, I guess when I think about San Antonio scene bands, they're the first one that comes to mind. I mean, they made a, they made a song where it's represent the 210. So yep. I always put that name to San Antonio. Do you guys have a different metal band or a different band? that people should know about that really represents San Antonio besides forward, obviously. I mean, they're the first one you think about, like when yeah. you're kind of like the only band that really made it out of San Antonio. So they're, they're kind of like what a lot of other local bands aspire to. Hey, don't, so, don't forget union underground. They had their time. <laughs> I, I, I will also say, I'll also give it to darkness divided too. Oh yes, absolutely. Right. You know, darkness, you know, uh uh chris moore who's you know been the producer on all of our tracks you know uh dark you know former darkness member yeah you know those guys uh they at least you know you know upon was definitely a generation right before 
man and I were in the scene, but, but, but darkness was definitely, you know, those guys were our age. We were playing the same shows, oh, okay. you know, and everything. Uh, and I think I, I definitely want to give some credit to darkness too, especially cause you know, them and upon, you know, they've shared a lot of members and, and, and support oh, with each other too. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Manny, is that your answer as well? Yeah. That, that's the second band that I think of is Darkness Divided, for sure. When, when we were playing shows with them, they were like always the headliners. So that was, you know. And they're super down to earth people. I mean, yes. they're just the chillest dudes, for sure. No, that's very cool. No, I, I am very jealous of San Antonio. I, I, can, I can see why you want to come back so often, Andy. <laughs> I, I can definitely tell that's a place where I would love to move again at some point. Just because I think that fits what my personality is, and especially with all the music stuff, it just kind of makes sense where you can go to so many shows. Like, you could make that your life. Like, even working a job, you know, a full-time job, it's going to be hard getting to all the shows that you could go to. A lot of us did that as a kid. (laughs) I think Andy comes back for the food more than anything. Oh, Oh, without a doubt. (laughs) All right, well, now... You obviously got to tell me because I'm an, I, I'm sure there are going to be many people from the Texas area that are listening to this as well. Plus, I got to go down there to eat at some point too. So, what are the recommendations for best food in San Antonio? Oh, if, uh, if you're talking taco places. Sure. There's like different like criterias. You know, you got your like your food trucks. Uh, sure. You got your like family restaurants, and then you got like the fancy Mexican restaurants. Okay. I would say if I were to name any one out of all those uh, is this place called Sancho's. Okay. Sancho's. Me and Andy used to go there all the time because we went to San Antonio college together. Yeah. yeah. And it's right down the road and they have like the best margaritas and like artisanal tacos. Okay. For a reasonable price. Oh, nice. Okay. All right. That's my favorite. (laughs) Andy, what about you? Yeah. Probably. I mean, taco trucks wise. I mean, El Rajillo. Okay. I mean, you know, right after, you know, a night on the strip, <laughs> just need some al pastor mini tacos with some elote. Yep. It's definitely my go-to. Uh, and then you can't go wrong with Eric's. Okay. You know, right. Eric's tacos over on uh, NACO. I mean, you know, that's that's a staple for okay. sure. I mean, I always try to hit all my taco spots when I go back in. I would know, assume. To <laughs> I would assume so. And and we... I mean, you can't get tacos in DC if they no. if they have them. They're an affront to God. Yeah, or Taco Bell, which is probably an affront to God. Yeah. Honestly, I'll take the Crunchwrap Supreme just to feel somewhat slightly at home. <laughs> <laughs> now, also for the people going down to see shows. Where's the best dive bar? Where's the best cheap drinking place? Uh, <laughs> You're asking the right guy. There we go. I had a feeling. I had a feeling. You want to tell them home base or like? Oh, man. All right. So probably Slackers on, on NACO is okay. probably like our go-to standard. All right. Um, but then, I mean, we could also go to the Faust. The Faust. It's a nice little goth bar on oh, the strip. Fuck yeah. I love that shit. Um, you know, it's super divey, super cheap. Um, if you want some, you know, uh, you know, awesome, not great atmosphere, but a lot of karaoke, go to who's who. Okay. Right. Uh, I don't know. What am I missing, Manny? Uh, bang, bang bar, of course. Oh, bang, bang. How could I forget our loyal compatriots? Bang, bang. Nice. 
We've shot shot many photo shoots in Bang Bang Bar. The ones oh, you gotcha. see on our on our on our Facebook right yeah. now, we we were so graciously given permission to shoot there. Oh, very cool. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. Man, I can't wait. Once I go back to edit this, like listen through, take out background noise and stuff, I'm just gonna make a list of everything you guys said because I can't hey, wait. Hey, if to you're try if you're in town for Halloween weekend, I'll be back in town. We can meet up, square up. We'll show you a good time. Nice. All right. <laughs> we'll dress up. We'll take you to our bandmates' birthday party. Oh, there we go. Who's, think, who's birthday? Uh, Marco's. Marco's oh, nice. is November first. Yeah. Happy early birthday, Marco. There you go. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Now. Continuing on with San Antonio, then we're going to get back to the band because I, I fucking love talking Texas. I don't know why. It's just, it kind of, I'm so glad I'm back here. So I got to ask sports wise, are you guys San Antonio Spurs fans? I mean, of course. I am. I am yeah, of course. I, I mean, how can you, you it's, uh, I, I don't know how you could live here and not be. I mean, that is the main team, right? <laughs> Out of everything. Shoot. I mean, it's a religion here. Yes. Popovich is God. Tim Absolutely. Duncan is yep. Jesus. <laughs> David Robinson. I, I moved here in like 2000, the okay. year 2000. Yeah. And th- that's when the Spurs were popping off. Oh, yeah. Dynasty. When I was a child, I was like, oh, my God, this is the best team on the planet. Yep. So, now we got Wemby. Wemby, baby. <laughs> I'm looking, look, I, I've been a fan since I was three. So when I lived in San Antonio the first time, I became a fan. David Robinson answered a letter that I wrote at one point. He's the nicest human being on the planet. I the, swear to God. One of the greatest people of all time. Absolutely. Every time I've met him, he's just like, goes out of his way to be just super nice. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Very awesome. Well, the good. I, I mean, now living in Texas, you meet a lot more San Antonio Spurs fan, but obviously living in the East Coast, I met nobody. They all hated the Spurs. Because we're too damn good. <laughs> That's right. Too damn, too damn good. I like that. Well, guys, let me ask you this. I wanted to talk about the music video a little bit for Glass Castles, because obviously mm-hmm. you've got the new single out, you've got the video, and I heard tell that, <laughs> what, a, what a great setup I'm doing here. I heard tell that that wasn't the greatest video shoot. <laughs> Do you guys mind <laughs> going into that? <laughs> I wonder who told you that. Man, you want to start that off? <laughs> <laughs> well, we had like a lot of ambitions for it too. Like we wanted to, we brought like, I don't know, we, how long did we spend gluing? First Man, we brought, we, we want to do the special effect where we had like broken glass mirrors and stuff to ah. show a bunch of refractions and do it live. Sure. So we brought like, I don't know, 20 broken slash not broken mirrors that we ended up <laughs> not using at all. <laughs> I was about to say, I don't remember there being a huge amount of mirrors. Yeah, we spent like $200 <laughs> on a bunch of mirrors we never even used. <laughs> our, produ- our, our, produ- our our director was like, yeah, this looks like shit. And I'm like, fantastic. Yep. <laughs> Wah, wah. <laughs> uh, now it, it's it gets worse from there, Manny. Continue, please. <laughs> I'm not great at telling stories, so I'll let you do it. All right, fine. So, <laughs> um, we you know we shot it in Texas, and you know, pray tell, how do you find a castle in Texas? Right. Um, because when we talked and we were planning out, we we're like, well, what do we want to shoot? And we we're like, we need a castle because the song's glass castles, of course. And I'm like. Well, you know what? I'm the I'm the get it done guy in the band, so I'll find us a castle. Okay. So I Makes found sense. us a castle. Yeah. Old German uh, castle. And maybe? I thought this was like a Rens Fair thing or something. Oh, okay. I thought it was like, you know, like maybe like a tourist attraction. No, come come tell. Apparently it's a private residence. 
And the guy just had so many people just showing up at his property that he just started organizing tours and stuff, which was odd because, uh, you know, when we called about it, we were like, hey, like, how do we book him? Like, oh, it's this many people per person. Like, oh, well, no, we're shooting a video. We need, like, how much time? Like, no, it's he wants to charge per person (laughs) because this guy is he's got his own system. Sure. Uh, And we still didn't really know that it was his private residence until we showed up. And the guy didn't even really know that we were supposed to be there when we showed up. So he's not happy with it. We're there. But he's got like a booking agent that's like, no, no, no. Like we worked this out. And, you know, the thing about castles is they're supposed to be made of stone, which I guess is cool. It's more like nice to live in. It was like made of plaster. And like there's no AC because this guy wanted to be authentic. And like we shot this in like the middle of July. And like. Wait, the middle uh, of this July? Uh, last July. Last, yeah, oh, last July. All right, that's a yeah. little bit better, but not that much. Better. We we sat we sat on it. We sat on it for a okay. while. Okay, gotcha. Um, no, but but it was like it was just so hot and so miserable. There was like no running water anywhere. Um, like I was having stomach problems, and like it was just and there was the guy wanted it to be authentic, so he had like a castle dog, <laughs> right? Like uh, one of those Scottish like like you know castle dogs. But like he I didn't doesn't know really, that was a like, thing. I didn't. Yeah, I mean it, it, they got to chase off the mice, I guess. But that's just uh-huh. dog shit everywhere, and like <laughs> also we weren't allowed to like lock the dog up, so like the dog kept running into shots. Uh-huh. So like. Our, our videographer kept getting annoyed and you know it's just it's just this just, just shit show <laughs> wow but we got it done we yes, got it did. done and it looks good the thing yeah. the things that you know you struggle together you you grow together with right. i mean and our and our going under video it was the exact opposite chris and i we sh- we were in a pool outside to shoot the underwater scenes oh, yes. and it was like 45 degrees outside Oof. and the pool could only heat up to like 60 maybe 55 and oh that was that was rough yeah that's got to be tough wow because i mean look that sounds great when it's 105 degrees this whole summer but not when you have <laughs> that actual like even going outside right now feels cold to me after not living in the East Coast for a while. Yeah, and honestly, we should have shot Going Under during the summer, and we should have shot the cast, yeah, uh, Bob Castle. <laughs> right. We should have switched them out. Oh. <laughs> we weren't oh. thinking there. <laughs> well, look, I like I like the metalcore, deathcore band going from the cliche warehouse and upgrading it to a castle. Thank I mean, you. that just seems apropos. Yeah. <laughs> like you're going a, a step above, you know? We're trying to maintain the reputation that we don't want to be as cliche as, you know, it may seem. So we're trying to up the ante on each of the locations that we shoot, you know, push the boundaries of metalcore. That makes sense. That makes sense a lot. Now, let's talk some new music then. So you've got three singles out right now. You talked about the possibility, it seems, of finishing an album, if I'm not mistaken. So... What's your timeline looking? Are you guys still, besides that last song you mentioned, you're still in the recording process? What are you kind of looking for timeline-wise? I think we just got to record the vocals on one more song, and then all the tracking is done. Oh, nice. Okay. I think we've already paid for the the mastering for... All the songs except for how many, Andy? No, no. We've we've actually we've paid to finish the album. We've just been 
you know, with me traveling back and forth, we haven't found the time to track the final vocals for oh. one last song. Okay. But yeah, we're we're I mean, we're pretty much ready to go once we track those to finish the album. Um, and then we are shooting a new music video uh, at the beginning of next month, and hopefully that'll come out sometime, you know, either late this year, early next year. Sure. But that'll be come out in tandem with the album. Okay. Uh, All right. As the album single, yeah. Okay, so you're doing. You went full out then. It wasn't let's do another EP or let's split this into two. You wanted to go full album, and then I'm assuming are you going in the direction that a lot of the trend is? is to continue putting out those singles until you release it? How, how do you want to work that? Yeah, so I think that's kind of in the process, actually, is we've been playing into the trend, is we're, we've been releasing singles until we release it. Um, and so we'll do one more in tandem with it and maybe another one. And then, you know, we want to, as soon as we release, honestly, we want to get back into uh tracking and recording and yeah. and dropping some new singles after that as soon as possible. because. You know, we we've worked on the album for a really long time, and we really want to like see it do well. We want to push it and, and stuff, but we also, you know, we wanna we wanna not wait anymore. You know, because a lot of the time we were writing, you know, I was in school and things like that. Like we want to start making this a machine. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, it's the best way. And you want to continue to grow back the audience that you had, and and greater than the audience you had originally as well. So of course, yeah, completely makes sense. So right now, I'm just trying to put this together. Then timeline wise, when you're doing this album, you had your first single going under released in what early 2023, somewhere around there. So how long were you working on the album up until that release? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it during COVID nineteen. Oh yeah, I would say, yeah, we we started like probably uh early 2020. Okay. Is when we started, yeah. Yeah. Um we were we we were already we were writing it even prior to that, like a year or two prior to that. Damn. Um before we started getting into the studio. I mean, the process of getting back together was not necessarily like this, you know, sudden cataclysm of like, hey. Let's join back together, you know. Sure. There was, you know, like two of us who got back together, and then we eventually, you know, grabbed Manny back, and then we grabbed Marco, and then, you know, we rode on and off. I was in school, and and you know, it it it's been a slog. Ah, <laughs> it's been a slog. I'll okay. put it that way. Gotcha. Uh, and it's really just it's it's a it's a matter of like a lot of us, you know, we were either we weren't working yet or we were going to school or we were doing this and that. And so we kind of all had to balance our lives while we tried to figure out how to do it again. Okay. Um, and it wasn't until like the last year that we were like, okay, we all have our ducks in a row. We're all ready to like, you know, do this full time again and, you know, bust ass. It yeah. was a great excuse to not play shows. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <A> global pandemic. <laughs> yeah. I was um... like, where are you guys? <laughs> oh yeah. No, that, that completely makes sense. Well, guys, we're almost an hour here. I, I think I got a lot of the things that I wanted to talk about for sure. We're going to do a little plug section, and then we're going to talk off air, obviously. We have some stuff we don't want to air yet, at least. So the question I had for you, though, right away is, was there anything that I missed that you wanted to go over? We have unlimited time here. I just know people's attention spans sometimes don't match up. I mean, you're in depth. I, I can't think of anything, Manny. No, I think we covered. 
pro- probably more than I wanted to say. To <laughs> <me>. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Manny, Manny and I, you know, we've we've had a couple pre pre games that you know we were like, let's loosen up. So we're not sure how loose we got. Oh no, you guys are good. <laughs> Look, I got my beer here too. We're, we're all... <laughs> we did it, man. Yeah. Let me go grab a bottle. <laughs> Get some because we still have some talk to left to go. <laughs> While Andy is doing that, I, I'll mention for sure. Everyone out there listening, I hope you give Forward a chance. Obviously, you can go all the way back to 2016 and check out prologues and uh, preambles. I want to make I always skip that for some reason. Prologues and preambles. It doesn't necessarily roll off my tongue the way that I (laughs) hope it would. But it's hard to say. <laughs> I only messed up that once, though. I'm pretty sure that was the one time. So that's that's at least good. We we aim to be uh, ambiguous and confusing intentionally. Well, at least it stands <laughs> out, right? I think that's the big thing. It, it definitely stands out. So make sure go back, listen to that, and then make sure to check out all three of their new singles. So you've got "Going Under," "Sandman," and "Glass Castles." Those are the big ones right now. And then, as everyone was talking about, there will be new music coming in the future. But I've been a big fan of what they're doing. I love, as people know who have listened to this for years and years, you know I love that combination of metalcore and deathcore. It just works so well for the style of music that I like. So make sure you check out Forward. And then I will have links in the description of the episode with all of the links to make sure that they can follow you on social media, check out everything music-related that you guys have. Whenever you have pre-orders, all that kind of stuff, it'll be very simple in the description. But until then, what is the best way for people to support you guys? Check us out on Spotify. F-O-R-E-W-O-R-D. Yes. Forward. There we go. <laughs> I was going to do that as well. It'll be spelled out so many times for the You have show. no idea. Dude, people will even <laughs> fuck it up and c- combine the forward, like our name, and the directional forward. They'll, like, they'll oh, mix it together. I got you. So like they the- be- F-O-R-E-W-A-R-D? Like that? Yes, people will do that. <laughs> We're like, we picked the worst fucking name. <laughs> oh, I thought people might just say forward. I wasn't expecting the extra E in there. That's pretty damn yeah, funny. It, wow. it happens all the time. <laughs> well, I will make sure it's not misspelled on anything that I put out for sure. But guys, thank you very much for taking the time to do this. I love talking San Antonio and music with you guys. That was great. We got some more stuff we're going to talk about off air. So once again, guys, thank you so much for taking the time. We are definitely going to do this again. So once again, thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks, Ian. Appreciate it.